Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning girls. Good morning. We're on. Here we go. First person I can see is Danica Priana, which is beautiful. So welcome. You're first on, sweetheart. Amen. Already 49 of you and coming fast. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. It's 10 a.m. on a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful Thursday morning um, in Sydney, Australia. So I am actually home and I am talking to you this morning from um, Hotel Quarantine. Can you believe that? Amen. So it's so nice to see you. Let me see some of you down here. I can see Catherine Ram, Keddy, beautiful Keddy. Hi, Keddy, darling girl in Newcastle. How are you going? Amen. You're so awesome. I cannot wait to see you in person. Kate Marion. I see Carly, beautiful Carly Carrasco. Hannah, my darling girl. Cass is there and Lizzie Cloud is there and 45 others have joined, which is awesome. Beckwood. So there you go. Amen. <laughs> okay. Can you hear the traffic outside? I don't know if that's going to be like detrimental. All right. As you get on, girls, um, beautiful to see you. Trust that you are well. Trust that you're flourishing. Amen, that you're looking good. I tried to scrub up. You don't need to look good. You can just come as you are, actually. Remember that? Hashtag come as you are. That's our church. Welcome home. I tried to scrub up for you. I've got so much powder in my hair up here because my roots need to be done. And uh, just a few minutes ago, seriously, girls, this is fun. This is really fun. There was a knock on the door. Amen. And it was all the nurses and all the cops, the police. Amen. And so, oh, now I'm going to get emotional. Ah, why am I getting emotional? Yes, anyway, they took our temperature and they asked us questions. And then look, we've got our freedom pass. Can you believe that? And it actually says, um, COVID-19 New South Wales, Friday. And we can actually leave tomorrow. So yay for that in Jesus' name, amen. If you're pleased about that, give me a nice little shout out because uh, it's kind of good. We've been here for two weeks and uh, it's actually been okay totally been okay so anyway um my daughter laura just says mum quarantine looks good on you yeah well you didn't see me an hour ago sweetheart but anyway it's good fantastic all right shall we pray girls <clears throat> all right father god i just want to thank you for this morning i thank you for our beautiful sisterhood in and across Australia, up into Indonesia. Father God, I thank you for all our sisterhood that is actually around the world and for the girls that at different times get to connect in. They come in a little bit later because of time zone, but Lord, they come and um, they share fellowship with us. And so this morning, Father, we commit ourselves to you. This this moment in time that we have together. And I really pray, Father God, that we feel the connection and we feel the love and we feel the community and we feel the sisterhood, Father God, and that girls are going to be encouraged in their faith in Jesus name and if you believe it say amen amen Alita nice to see you Rose Medwin and Tazzy again all my key girls you're incredible oh and Jackie Brown and San Fran and I know um, Lucille the girls over in California and on um, you know the United States because it's worked for them with for, for a number of weeks now I've been doing this from that part of the world 
<clears throat> and so it's always worked for them. So I know that those girls, so I'm giving you a shout out. Everyone give the girls a shout out who are not from Australia, amen. So anyway, all is good. Praise God. All right. So, amen. Hey, I just want to thank you guys um, properly for all your love and um, um, just prayers and support the last couple of weeks especially. And um, I want to thank you because <laughs> so many of you kind of held your breath with us that um, we would get air, that we would get breath. And so by the grace of God, we um, the Lord was kind to us <clears throat> and he gave us a room that actually has um, a balcony and so we get fresh air. So I'm just grateful for that. And I'm also want to just um, give a shout out. I've tried to be respectful and um, I just want to say that this hotel has been exceptional and by the grace of God, um, thank you Jesus that we got dropped here. We could have got dropped anywhere, but this hotel has actually been um, exceptional gone the extra mile as much as they are permitted within the restrictions so that's actually good so I know there's lots of different stories out there <clears throat> of travelers who are coming back in and um, I'm just grateful for the prayers amen so I know that some of you gosh I feel like I'm just talking to myself here but I know I'm not amen there's a good 600 of you there so um are you well is anyone having a birthday today <laughs> there's lots of October birthdays coming so um no, we're in October, aren't we? Must be November. Anyway, praise the Lord. I've just got brain fog here. Um, yeah, so I know some of you want to know if we've had any, like, quarantine stories. And so, again, I do really want to be respectful. But um, you just need to give your pastor a shout-out, okay? Pastor Brian Houston. Also, by the way, he's been busy the last few days and he's kind of, like, stirred the narrative. And so hopefully a lot of churches are going to benefit from being able to have more people um, gathering. So... Shout out to him. He's been working hard these last couple of days, but he has been so patient. <laughs> and so many of you are like, oh my gosh, Bobby, how on earth are you going to stay in a hotel room in quarantine lockdown for 14 days with Brian? He'll be so crazy. But he's been amazing. He's been calm. He's been patient. He's been like saved. It's amazing. So you guys can be really proud of him. Amen. Incredible. And um, one stressful, one stressful moment. Only one. I'll just share one. Maybe one yeah there was only one moment and it was like three seconds but it could have been when i accidentally locked him out on the balcony which is only this big it's like a really small balcony but he'd gone out there and i'd shut the door and it has like smoky glass so you can't see <laughs> and how do i how did i know he was out there so i was just inside um you know doing my step routine my three thousand steps on the carpet <laughs> with my apple you know get up mix plain to me and uh, little did I know that he was outside like freezing to death banging screaming yelling it was only when the kids text me and they're like mom dad's stuck on the balcony you need to let him in so that was the only moment that we had hallelujah it's a little bit tense but it was only for a few seconds so praise God for that amen 43 marriage 43 years of marriage and uh yeah so it's been fun I'm just raving on here while you all get on <clears throat> all right so it's October fight month Amen. What am I doing with my tissue? Anyway, October, <laughs> October fight month. Um, and it's been good. We've, um, it's looked a little bit different um, to other years, but that's okay. I think, you know, as a church, we gave due diligence on the weekend. 
to compassion to children and uh, you know there's a good report coming from there I you know I really hope that we can do better but it was actually a great report compassion I'm very grateful so that was good and then also on the weekend um, a 21 we couldn't do walk for freedoms this this year around the world when it comes to human trafficking but a 21 hosted I don't know if any of you actually joined that because it was a free um, summit it was only an hour or so long but I went on and it was actually fantastic. So they just did this 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 online thing and um, you know, if it still exists in history, you should actually go in and have a look at it. They did a couple of pieces. Um, you know, they would have been like dramatized stories and uh, extremely powerful. So um, by the grace of God, October fight month in that context. And then next week, everyone say next week, amen. I can't see any next weeks, but I'm not gonna see it for a wee while because there's a delay. Next week, we're um, focusing on our pink morning, breast cancer awareness, and so we're going to plan something um, as special as we can in this IG world, um, iGram world, for next week. And I'll be home in my house, and I'll get to introduce you to my puppy, because I haven't actually met him yet, but he's actually divine. His name is Lita Rockstar. <laughs> And uh, he's beautiful, he's so cute. Apparently he's extremely friendly, but super chilled out. And Laurie took him to the vet to get his claws, his nails cut. Seriously, I haven't even had my nails done. Anyway, he went and got us some shots or something. And uh, he fell asleep getting his, uh, his claws um, trimmed. And the vet said, apparently said, I have never seen a dog do that. So he's gonna be the perfect church dog. Amen, in Jesus name. But today Cass and I, I'm going to just chat with you and so in a few moments I'm going to ring her up and we're going to have a little chat and we're going to keep this morning quite organic and um, just let, let it happen and I just want to thank again Donna last week um, with Dr. Kath and in the previous weeks Emma and um, Michelle and Lucille so we've actually it's been a great this is actually week 30 of this so fantastic all right before i get there can i just read a passage of scripture i'm going to get rid of that tissue and get a new one <clears throat> i just want to read uh, just i just want to encourage you for, with one thought and i've probably read this verse to you many many times but it doesn't matter it's beautiful and i don't know what it is i feel like everyone at church at the moment is um speaking from john the gospel of john and so allow me to read it to you for one moment again you'll be familiar john 14 it says in verse one don't worry or surrender to your fear. Don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you have believed in God, now trust and believe in me also. Jesus says, my father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. Isn't that lovely? Verse three, and when everything is ready, when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. Verse four, and you already know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas, as you're familiar with the scripture, Thomas in verse five says, but master, master, we don't know where you're going. How could we even begin to know the way? How could we begin to know the way there? And Jesus responds and explains, and he says, hey, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. You know it well, girls. No one comes next to the father except through union with me. And of course, to know me is to know my father also. Verse 12, I tell you this timeless truth. I tell you this timeless truth. Um, the person, again, sorry. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith 
believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles of, um, than these because I go to be with my Father. Verse 13. For I will do, listen to this, it's insane. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. That's actually very, very powerful. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Verse 14, ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Ask me anything. And you know, when I read these verses, look at you girls, I love you so much. When I look at these verses, there's so many layers, just these few verses alone there was just layers and layers and layers of prevailing truth right there are keys there are pathways and there are keys to um to dealing with fear which is actually very real for people today there are pathways and keys to understanding how to trust jesus actually shows us here if you actually look at it for what it is he shows us how to trust in him there are keys and pathways to um, to the promises that await all of us. Everyone say await, that await us. Um, you know, again, he says, you know, in my Father's house are many dwelling places I go to prepare a place for you. There are keys and there are pathways to confidence in a soon and coming King. And I actually adore the way he says, when everything is ready, come on, when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself. And I think just what stood out for me, again, for you girls this morning, the one thought I want to bring <clears throat> is, again, just the prevailing simplicity um, where Jesus says, hey, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And girls, it's actually where everything starts. It's where it starts, where it, it's where it ends. It's where everything in between is found. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And um, I know you know that, and I know we know that, and I know we quote it, <clears throat> but it's actually a very foundational, pivotal, it probably the most pivotal revelation that we can get in our spirit, that he is the way, that he is the way through. So whether you, are, whatever you're doing in life, whether you're sitting like we were two weeks ago, amen, sitting on a plane, or sitting on a, on a bus rather, having gone through all the procedures, um, you know, we're sitting on a bus, no one is talking, no one has given you any information, and you're just driving through the city, you have no idea where you're gonna be dropped off for the next 14 days. And I know that that is not a big deal on the scale of what is going on in the world, but nevertheless, and so what do you do? You just pray, you say, Father, you know what? Can you just have your way? Lord, can you just honestly have your way? And I promise you, when you do, he makes a way because there's a revelation in that. And even honestly, when we got dropped off and went through all the processes here again, you know, for travelers, and then we were assigned, you just don't get any choice in it, we're assigned to a room, walked in, I went, oh my gosh, <laughs> it has no window, it has no air, it has no view. I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. And you stay sweet and you stay confident and you keep your eyes on Jesus and you resign yourself. Okay, this is it, we're gonna be fine. You know, and I did that. And you know what happened? Seriously, set up camp, thought this is it, we can do this, Brian. We can, he was awesome, TV didn't work, all these things. <laughs> and then at 7 p.m., you know, because you stay sweet. So I'm not bragging on myself here, I'm just saying when we stay sweet in our revelation and our grip on God, regardless, he comes through. So at 7 p.m., the hotel rang and they said, you know what, we're gonna ask the authorities and if they say yes, we've got a slightly better room for you which they did and so I waited 30 minutes and then uh, seriously the phone rang and they said they have said yes 
and so we can move you. Would you like some time, Mrs. Houston, to pack up? And I went, no, actually, I packed in fave. And so, um, yeah, so we got a room with air. When you hang on, because he made a way. So, you know, that's just one little story from me. But, you know, what about you? What about when we sit with family or we sit with loved ones and they're going through absolute crisis and then you think, there is no way through but Jesus said there is a way and if you follow me and if you stay close to me you're going to find your way through and we've seen that invariably again and again and again right girls I'm just loving on you and pastoring you here and I know that so many of you actually could say amen pastor Bobby amen Bob you know what as I have kept my eyes on him and realized that he is the way and he is the truth and his truth is truth you know, his prevailing truth when it comes to forgiveness and grace and redemption and restoration, it is true. So when we follow him, that's actually what Jesus said. He said, anyone, the person who follows me, the person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will discover that I am that way, that truth, and that life. That's all I wanted to bring to you today. And you know, I watched this, what time is it? 16, 10, 16, it's fine. I'm going to get cats. Um, you're getting ready, cats. Run to the toilet if you need to. But um, again, I was watching, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. I'm sorry if I have. But um, <clears throat> I was watching this documentary, a Netflix documentary. Some of you may have watched it. It's called The Social Dilemma. All right. And so I watched it thinking, okay, well, this could have, you know, a spin. It could we'll go in any direction. I watched it. I personally thought it was fairly balanced. But here's the point. It gets to the end. I'm not going to ruin it for you. <laughs> But I get to the end and then everybody who was contributing to this documentary about the social dilemma, the social media, this, this world that we live in, they were all of the consensus that this world no longer knows where to find truth. They don't know where to find truth. They don't know how to source truth. Because again, the, social, the, the context of the documentary is the social world that we live in, this world that is governed by geotags and um, pre, you know, online preferences and um, what else I wrote down here? Um, oh, alg the, uh, algorithms, I can't even say the word. All these different things, they determine how we find information. And so, I know, don't get nervous. It sounds like a conspiracy theorist kind of thing. But the bottom line of all the people contributing said, this world doesn't know where to source truth. So I thought, wow, that is so ma amazing because this is the one thing that the body of Christ can bring impurity, amen, that's why we've got to stay pure and we've got to stay focused, this is the word of God and the one source of prevailing truth that has endured the centuries it has endured the centuries and all the dynamics of humanity and life and history is this word, it prevails and so, you know to, uh, to know this one who is the way, the truth and the life is pretty fantastic in Jesus name and I guess this morning that's all I wanted to do was point you again afresh to that revelation and that foundation in your life amen all right a little bit of a rave on there for a few moments all right I'm going to call up Cassie all right so and here we go oh my gosh straight away that was impressive she's coming <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, beautiful girl. How are you? I'm very good. You're very good at connecting now. I know. Well, maybe it's because we're in the same time zone. Okay, maybe. It could be that too. It's nice to see your face. Thank you. 
felt strange just talking to myself. I've been doing this for weeks, but it just felt strange in, in this little... It felt really know. normal from where we all are and all the girls are writing. It's really normal. It's lovely. Oh, good. Yeah. I like... Are you impressed about this? I can't wait. I'm actually really excited about that. I'm bringing coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We will I celebrate. Know. You won't show yourself. Brian, Brian, Brian came into the bathroom. He says, you have to come. They're all here. Like the whole nine yards. We're at the front door, <laughs> at the door of the, of the room. And I go and I'm like still putting on an earring and I've got a top on, but I'm in my petticoat always. And <laughs> it's like, I'm like four, four policemen out there and three nurses and everything. And then they're like, we need to take a temperature. And I'm like, oh, I've been, I'm rushed. I'm flushed from like getting ready. And I'm putting on my earring and I'm thinking, I, they must be thinking, what are, what are they doing in there? Anyway. <laughs> but they were glad to see you. How are you and in you the land the of, Yeah. How are you in the land of um, children at high school and exams? Look, we're good. Lily is doing one year 12 subjects. So we have year 12 exams at the moment. Tom's doing year 10 exams. It's wild and crazy at my house. But I have kids who study. So that's actually quite nice. So I feel a little bit calm about it. That's good. The busy yeah. time of the year for us in church life. It really is. And we, okay, do you want me to tell you the most exciting thing? We've started filming some spec stuff. And so the whole of our CC has been transformed into a Christmas wonderland. And it looks actually amazing and it's so exciting. And I dare to believe that this might be a really amazing year for the church. Yeah. We're going to make the most of it, whatever happens in Jesus' yeah. name. Fantastic. So, you know, congrats on that, Cassie. And I can't wait to come home and, um, well, I am home, come be at home to the yeah. suburbs. <laughs> I'm not going to get jet lag coming from the city to uh, to uh, Den Haven. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> and your puppy looks lovely, isn't he sweet? Yeah, I know. he's real cute. Yeah, I hope he's still sweet when I have to get up at like five a.m. and take him to the toilet in the morning. Mm -hmm. Haven't had a baby in the house for a long time. Hey, um, so Cass, I'm gonna I'm just gonna let you go because like not let you go, but let you just talk. But um, I really felt that this week it would be good just just to keep it like relaxed and whatever. But if life was normal, it would be a worship and creative conference this week, correct? That is correct. Is that correct? Yeah, we would be in yeah. the auditorium now singing. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Actually, we would be. And so, obviously, everyone watching on, you know, that got postponed, not cancelled, but postponed and pushed into 2021. And, you know, with thus far, just history, we've actually hosted three um, so the very first one, the very first one was just called Worship and Creative Conference. We didn't give it a name. It was just, let's just have a go. And, you we know, we just started. We were feet, right? <laughs> yeah. We just stepped out, you know, because I think Brian kind of just, he kind of just had this conviction and he spoke to you and we thought, we'll just start. I'm going to let you talk to that in a moment. Yeah. And then the next one, we kind of called it Ascent. Beautiful. And then the next one was called Clarity, which yeah. was amusing. <laughs> Amusing because it in the really preparation is. we were, we were like, um, yeah, it's called clarity. We have no clarity about what we're going to do. So anyway, that was our in-house joke. And then this year would have been uh, called arrows. And so yeah. I think um, I think it's really important for us. You know, we could just like move on this week and we postpone it till next year and what have you. And I think. But I actually think it's really important for us as a church to, to, um, 
to not forget and not get vague about why we have these special gatherings that are actually such a part of our mandate and what have you. And I think it's really important. Like, I think the scripture is full of exhortation and testimony to remembrance, people remembering why we do right. things and why we gathered and what happened in those moments and what milestones were created. So I sent you just a couple of um, questions last night. I'm going to just let you go. But because I, I would love for Cass just to chat for us for a little bit of a moment on how the conference came to really be birthed and what that looked like. I want her to tell us, I want you to tell us, Cassie, um, you know, like why amid all that we do as a church, this is so important. This conference and this gathering is so important. Um, I want you to tell us if you can. I mean, you can just go, go for it, girl. Um, what you have loved, what you've personally loved and seen as pivotal in these gatherings um, that are always, by the way, always for the individual, but again, always there to serve the greater body of Christ. And then you can just like share anything that comes to mind, like any great favorite memories or moments or milestones or random whatever. So I just, I would just love you to speak into that for a while and just call to remembrance why the spirit of worship and what this represents and the arts is actually so very, very important. Can you do okay. that? I can do that. Um, do you want to chat with me a little bit about some things at some point in time? Like we'll share memories and stuff, right? Oh. Good. Okay. So, like, I love that the first question you asked me was, um, how did this all come about? And I think it's a really important thing for us as a church to reflect on because um, the modern world has such a love for the arts and for creativity. I think of my own kids going to school at the moment and the way that they're educated has such a value on those creative expressions. And when you finish school, all those creative um, endeavours are actually free for all when it comes to what sort of work will you do. And I remember, like, even finishing school when I finished school, I looked at interior design and all sorts of stuff. My dad went, just get a real job first. Like, do a sensible job. And I think now when I look at my kids, like, animation is a job that they can go into. There's all sorts of things that actually are open to them. And so there's such a high value in the modern world on that. But like for the church centuries ago, we were leaders in the arts. If you mm -hmm. look back at time, like the Renaissance yep. period, Leonardo da Vinci, like all of those guys, they were at the forefront of what it meant to create and tell the gospel story through art. And so you think about like stained glass windows, um, they were used to actually educate the illiterate on the gospel, which is unbelievable. And then painting and sculpture was just prolific in the church. There was always a place for it in the temple and in the buildings. And then even like in the 1800s, songs and hymns came out of pub songs. So they were actually really modern expressions that were given Christian words so that people would feel right at home in the church because the arts were familiar and created a place of homecoming. So then like, when you look right, right back at the Old Testament, the first time that the Holy Spirit was ever poured out on a person for a role, it was an artisan called Beazel for the creation of the temple. So yeah. obviously, like, the Lord has always had a plan for using the arts and creativity in his grand narrative, and there is something about the arts that just draws people's hearts and softens them. So I think then Brian and I found ourselves in this conversation going, um, if the arts are at the forefront of society. Surely the church has a role in reclaiming that space again and continuing to lead the way our church, we believe, has been called to influence the world. And like his vision statement is all around a church full of dreamers and innovators, songwriters that are actually reflecting a passion for mm -hmm. Christ, environments where we sense a magnificence and, and 
the environment sort of contagious. He talks about um, communicators in the fields of um, technology and media and film and the arts. And I think like coupled with that, we started to say, is there a way that we could again pioneer a new space where we are stirring that in people? And I think that was where we got to. And, and like I can remember the conversation with him and he goes, yes, let's do all of that and let's break it down so small. Let's make sure it's at home where people feel comfortable. Let's have so many masterclasses that everybody can find somewhere to belong. And so I think we started there. And so we put this mandate across the conference that we would um, explore people's calling, we would respond in worship and we would create with beauty in order to fulfill Jesus' great commission. Wow. And so I think that was where we started. And I think it's important to differentiate that this isn't necessarily a conference for creatives. It's a conference for people about worship and creativity. And we are created first and foremost for worship. And so I guess one of the things around this was that everybody could find a place in this space. It would be like a watering hole for humanity, but where um, we would realize that we are made for worship here and in the future mm -hmm. and we find our place in that story so i think it's really fun what we've been given in our hand and i think god surprised us with how he's used that space yeah the response was so like when we started like i mean what what did brian say look honestly if 500 people turn up yeah. we'll be like happy. <laughs> praise god you know pioneer again it's always pioneering again and then it's you know obviously the volume of people that turned up into that one room keeping it yeah. tight in that one beautiful convention center that has been missing us. But then the online experience from people all around the world who couldn't, you know, come down to that or teams exceptional. You know, I think I, I love the way that um, the, you know, the labs and the breakdown, I mean, it's like crazy, hundreds and hundreds of choices. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> over the last couple of years, so much has been captured by the team so that we can actually keep using that, that tool for, you know, ongoing years and that. But, um, but I was just I was just sitting th here thinking uh, how how crazy because you know twenty twenty COVID has isolated us, it's scattered us. Even yeah. our even our Hillsong College has you know been forced to go into an online capacity, and you know that's fine and that can serve that can serve the world well. But there's nothing like coming together and tangibly artists tangibly connected, learning. Right. So I that's why we really need to pray that you know we can, as a, a planet, get through this thing, that the body right. of Christ can begin to gather again because it's in rubbing shoulders. Like we're, we're here doing our best to rub shoulders and, and to inspire one another, but there's something tangible about being together and learning together. And, you know, I have, you know, great memories when, you know, we do the conferences, when we do colour, for example, and, you know, um, we're doing it on string, shoestring budgets, quite literally. People may not know <laughs> yes. that, but honestly, you know, really and so are. what happens, it stirs the creativity and you see these people laboring in the most beautiful way to create the most amazing costumes and things like that. That's part of the God community, you yeah. know? And so I think that's why, you know, because some people are saying, oh, well, let's just stay in home churches and we'll just stay with our little handful of people. That's kind of fine maybe for some, but for the vast majority, no. It's, it's the tactile being together. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, so keep going. Tell us more. I'll tell you more. Um, no, <laughs> I agree with you. Like, I actually think that there's a, um, there's a responsibility to gather, and particularly with creatives, because I think that people who are creative can become quite introspective and 
Um, our gift can become about us. And I think the beauty of God is that he pulls us all together for greater purposes than himself. So like yeah. when you come together, you like um, get over some things that are going on. I had a really fun story that I was sure I would share because we've been um, putting up this week all of our favourite memories of worship conference on our socials and stuff. So this, this lady wrote me a letter this morning and I just thought I would read it to you because it kind of is at the heart of this. She writes, um, hey, Cass, is it okay? I wanted to share my WCC story with you. I came in 2018 and I walked into worship conference in the midst of one of the darkest periods of my life. I was absolutely broken, desperately in need of a miracle. And on the opening night, I worshipped to another in the fire. In that moment, the Holy Spirit revealed the most incredible image to me, whispering a promise that his grace would be enough to cover me and carry me through the season ahead. The miracle was not mine that year, but I left WCC certain that my God would carry me through. Fast forward to 2019. My darkest hours are behind me, and I'm gradually climbing out of the deep, dark hole of crippling anxiety and depression, my ascent. Foothold by foothold, step by step, I return to the well that is WCC, what it has become in my life made me excited and expected for what was to come. It has been like a pouring out of a river. In that moment, worship started. And as I began to worship God, I found myself um, speaking in tongues like I never have before. It was like a river welled up out of me, pure, pure worship. God focused. He found me thirsty, hopeless, and my adoration and worship was right before him. I don't even know how to explain it to you, but in that moment, God healed me from my deepest depression and anxiety, completely and entirely and utterly healed and set free from bonds that had fought for 20 wow. years. I can't even begin to explain it, but I wanted to say thank you to you and to the pastors of in the WCC team for creating a space to refresh, revive in a creative community. Words cannot possibly express the way that God has used WCC to literally save and change my life and set me free. I can't wait to be in the room in 2021. And I feel like the thing that has shocked me, which I think it shocks me about all of our conferences, right, is that um, we do our best in back rooms and in meetings and in planning to curate an experience that people would come to and encounter God in. We can't even begin to imagine where he's going to turn up and how he's going to find people. And so I just love it because I think I've got hundreds of those stories and they're always different to where I think God will encounter people. But when he does, it's beautiful. And it's a reminder that, He's actually working everything out, not us. And so that is really, really fun. Which, like, to be honest, Bob, when you and Brian said, hey, you guys, um, the creative team, you should create this conference, we were terrified because adding a third conference to our suite of already established world-class amazing gatherings was a little bit daunting. And you kind of wonder, like when Brian goes, oh, if, if a couple of hundred people turn up, you'll do well, you're like, Oh, okay, yeah. And then you wonder if people will come. You wonder if God will show up. You wonder if he'll actually do what he's always done. Yeah. And I think the most lovely learning in this is that um, God's building his church and he's using all yeah. the things that we offer to him, yeah. which is quite fun. Absolutely. And sirens out here. <laughs> what is happening there? We're in the city. Yeah. They're going. So, They're down the street now. You know, I, mean, I, I don't know. Right now, I know, absolutely, the stories are beautiful, and I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, I really wanted to like chat today, and for us not to neglect it because that fruit belongs to everybody. It's not yeah. just to a certain crew. It's not just to those who are perhaps hands on in the moment on the stage, on the platform. But that that labour and that fruit comes to everyone. Um, before I forget, because my brain's a bit foggy today. Um, 
so go, I'm going to come back to this, but um, actually I'm com coming back to two things. I'm writing them down. <laughs> um, it's the sirens putting me off. Praise the Lord. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Um, in the history, um, it wasn't my idea. It was actually the team. But in the IG, IG history uh, after this, so it's already there, actually, we're loading up two, two pieces from conference. So one is um, the, what, do you, what did you call it? The fire pit worship? What did you call fire it? Fire pit alley worship, yep. Okay, so we're loading that up. So just tell everyone what that is for a moment. Okay, so we had this crazy idea, right, that um, – because it's at home, you can make um, conference feel personal. And so if people would come over to any of our houses, you would put the fire pits on and people would sit around the fire pits talking. So what if after the first night of conference, um, you go out into the car park and there's fire pits everywhere and we have a sing-along and a worship night around the fire pits? Well, our events team are actually ridiculous and a whole lot of volunteers who went and found 55-gallon drums. They started and saw them off and, and Simone Ridley and Cindy and a whole lot of the team made literally a fire pit alley between the CC and the chapel. And then Matt Crocker and Rachel Helms and Dave Andrew and some of those guys took over the car park and it literally was like a gateway to heaven. And it was like heaven came to earth in our car park, which is actually ridiculous. Yeah. And so we captured the worship and it's maybe like a 30-minute worship set. And we've just made it available today because I think there is something really powerful about having worship on in your home. And I think we'll get yeah. there at the end of this. But what it does is it calls to remembrance in you what God has been doing. So we've made that available. And then yeah. also I think one of your messages, which I'm really, really excited about. Yeah. Because every yeah, year so, at conference you speak, right? Almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, but what I was going to say is like, so just to be clear, girls, if you're, if you're from somewhere else, it's, it's on the history and it's recorded and it was, um, it was all the worship that was like one night out in the car park, out in the um, car lot, if you're from the States, and uh, under the starlight. It was actually beautiful. So it's there for you if you're feeling, wow. I'm a little bit lonely. I, I've got no tangible worship happening in my world. That's there for you. And then, yes, the other thing, I didn't realize we were going to do this, but yes, I'm glad we did. And I actually watched it last night. I watched myself preach that particular message that we've uploaded. And it's called The Vineyard of His Church. Um, you know, her worship, her warfare, and her wonder. And I actually watched it because I thought, I need to remember what I said. <laughs> but in it, when we're, I'm just reminded now, at the very end, I tell a story about this amazing gift that was given that was sown into our church that we then sowed back into the world. It was like I was given like a million dollars to literally facilitate what was in my heart, what God had put in my heart. So I tell the story at the end. But within that gift was a collaboration of many gifts. And that's where I think I want to remind our church again um, that we are all contributing to this one gift. So it looked yeah. like, you know, me, Brian, a few of us facilitated this incredible gift that went out to literally multiply thousands of churches and pastors to encourage them really in the middle of 9-11 season on the earth. Um, but really what was in that, gift box was a collaboration of gifts and that's the power of what right. we get together as a church to bring to the table and I think it's something precious and something that we should never allow the enemy to um to steal to sabotage to um to diminish 
shouldn't let people like forget. I don't want people to forget because part of shepherding and part of, of leadership and part of mandate is remembrance, calling to yeah. remembrance in Jesus' name what we're a part of. And, you know, in that message last night, I just made a comment. I just said the enemy's strategy is to isolate, to separate, and to scatter. To isolate, separate, and scatter. That is always his plan. And so, again, in this season, you know, that looks different and we're – in many ways, as a as a global community, we're actually contending in a good way, but we're contending yeah. to gather again. We're contending to unite together again. Amen. Um, you know, it's good to remember that the enemy's strategy is to isolate, separate, and to scatter. And so I just want to encourage our church to be praying, yeah. to not become passive, to not become familiar or used to the season and the comfort of it. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's all going to come as a shock for us to actually get up and get dressed and get tidy and get in the car and drive and, and bring ourselves to the house of God. You know, we've made it easy because that has been demanded of us with online and, and it's been fantastic and it has served well. But we are called to unite yeah. and, and be together. And, you know, some people will argue, you know, around that, but. There's something very powerful. I, I think, you know, I, I responded to someone, Cass, on, um, oh, I think it was a letter. Maybe, I don't know. It could have been social media. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, what I was going to say, they, um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Maybe I wasn't meant to say it. Oh, no, they were talking about, you know, talking about oh, just, you know, you can worship God wherever you are. You can worship God in your bedroom. You can worship God in your heart of hearts. And that is so true. But, you know, thy kingdom come, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. And I know that there's going to be plenty of quiet, beautiful moments of solitude and intimacy in heaven. But there's also going to be moments when all of heaven and earth gather yes. and there's thunderous worship together. And so let's just always keep remembering that, eh? Church in yeah. Jesus' name. I Any favourite random moments? Oh, yeah, I've got so many moments. Okay, so I started to write a list, which it's just been so fun for me to remember. So I can remember things like my random moments. Last year, Pastor Brian is preaching and our TV team have a shot up on the screen. And as it's up on the screen, all of us are horrified because in the back row, we can just see a couple kissing. And so they're like pashing during his message. Anyway, <laughs> do you remember this? So we were all laughing and... Um, like, I think the photos were passed around our group chats and there was stuff up online. However, in the morning, we had this morning show. And so Harry Little and Taya had, um, like, they had swings <laughs> down in the auditorium. They're doing some chats and they start talking about this scenario. And they're like, who would ever kiss in the middle of Pastor Brian's message? And as that was happening, they go, if that was you, admit to it. And this couple put their hands up and admit to it. <laughs> So it's like, us, it's us. So Taya and um, Harry get them up on stage and it turns out there's so much grace for this, guys, that they're on their honeymoon at WCC. And so they've just gotten married and that's how they're celebrating their honeymoon. And so we all figured they were kind of entitled to kiss during a message, like you would kiss during the movies. But it was um, pretty funny. And then I don't know if you remember that Brooke, who has like no um, shame, <laughs> Right. So no she side of stage and I actually think Gabe Kelly was running the biggest game of paper, scissors, rock that you've ever seen. So there's 
4,000 people yelling at the top of their lungs and there's this contest going on. And the photographers snapped this really beautiful photo of Brooke that we put out all over our social media, all over <laughs> everything. And then the next time we see that photo, Brooke circled it and gone, here's a panty liner in my pocket. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so then she just, hashtag awkward, she's got it going everywhere. So there have been like so many random moments. Um, last year we had a giant obstacle course and Ben Hastings and Brooke were actually racing each other through these giant um, obstacles and balls and all sorts of stuff. Um, Harry Little bought doves in and awarded them to Ben um, Fielding and Brooke, like real doves in the auditorium. So I don't know if you can remember any random moments. I feel like it's part of our mandate as a church. There's always light and shade. And so we can be crying one minute and then heaving with laughter the next minute because it's just ridiculous. It is true. It is the nature of our church. And I miss that. I love it. It's fantastic. Right. I have a memory of Joel Houston preaching. Was it only last year? He brought yeah. a great message. Oh, my gosh. His, his, his what was his title? They were so, I don't know, he had five thousand. Well, what he did, like, honestly, if anyone's um, listening in today and you actually haven't heard that message, I think you can find it on the channel or um, somewhere, you can find it somewhere. Yeah, but, at WCC, um, was, they've uploaded yeah. a whole lot of content for this week and also on Hillsong Channel now. Yeah. It was pretty genius because he kind of, like, told, he said, I think I'm going to talk about this, and he, like, had these headings that were so long. And then he talked for like five minutes and they go, but no, I don't think I want to talk about that. So then I thought maybe I'll talk about this. So then he does another long heading and then he talks for five minutes about that. And then he goes, no, I don't want to talk about that. And I'm watching this unfold, all these stories, because he's a storyteller. And then he gets to probably the last five minutes and he says, actually, I don't want to talk about any of that. So I actually want to talk about this. And what he said was amazing. It was just like this. But he's telling all these stories, Cass, which you remember. All these stories of growing up, his near-death stories, his surfing stories, his, the big operation that he had on his chest. And I'm sitting there as a mother and I am literally going through layers of trauma because I was remembering, <laughs> I was remembering. I, and it was like, when I was done, I was like, I actually seriously need like, you know, I need, I need help here because he's just traumatised me, telling me all these stories again. So there's so many, so many beautiful things and great content there and I just... I just want to encourage everyone to, um, you know, to not get like dull, dull of hearing and dull of remembering and just under it. There's totally. just so many great things that we can stir up in our hearts and our memories and our history and our story. And what it does, it is inspires faith for what is yeah. ahead. And, you know, this weekend, you know, Brian, um, he is like fired up. He's... Um, we're also very fat because we've eaten literally everything that they have fed us in here. So we've lost all our the good that we did the last few months. <clears throat> but um, we're having like the vision continues this Sunday church and he's got some great things to share and to tell. And, you know, I watched a tiny bit of, of something for it last night and it inspired me. It Because I can even get a little bit oh my gosh, you know, shall I retire now? What, well, I don't know, you know, and you can so easily lose your confidence. And I just think we are here today to stir one another on in the vision that we are all a part of in Jesus name. Amen. So it does amen. look a little bit different. You know, we've had week, different weeks where we're focused on our hearts and our, 
marriages and our families and our workplace and our mental health, which is actually critical. But one of the greatest things for mental health, amen, is to have a sense of vision. Because Proverbs says, without progressive vision and without prophetic vision, people dwell carelessly, cast off restraint, and, you know, succumb to what is not the plan in the heart of God. And so God, you know, the Lord has gone before us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He has gone actually before us. He's beckoning us on. And you know what? We are here. I, I put it when I posted <laughs> for this morning, like maybe not shoulder to shoulder, but elbow to elbow, hallelujah. We are here together. And we're going to go forward in Jesus' name. Hey, a praise report. I got an email for all of you guys. I got an email, <coughs> excuse me, a text rather, from Jessica Courtney, um, preemptive love. Oh, wow. And she said, um, Bob, I just want to just tell you one little praise story. We are forever grateful for the relationship, for the times that we've spent together as a greatest sisterhood. She said, for the time when um, Jeremy was able to come down and speak a couple of years ago at Colour. And she said, because of just one response out of the great gathering that <coughs> year, she said that there is a, um, she said, a secular company in Australia who someone was just sitting in the crowd, that vast crowd, we just don't know what God is doing when we gather. He yeah. got totally moved. And out of that, they have been providing, this one company has been, been providing 60,000 meals for them to facilitate on the ground and the need there. So <clears throat> I felt quite humbled by it because I feel like, oh gosh, there's so much more that we could do. But she said, um, I just want you to know that because of that, 60,000 people, 60,000 meals of people are being facilitated. So that was kind of a nice praise report, hey? That's incredible. So yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Cass, just, we only got a couple of seconds, but um, yeah. you know, what would you say to girls who are maybe um, struggling to find their worship in this season? If you just encapsulated into a, a, just a little exhortation, what would you say to them as we bring this to a close? Yeah, I love that. Um, as a creative team, we've been talking about Genesis 26. And it's a story yeah. of Isaac redigging the ancient wells. So Abraham had had all these wells and over time the enemies had come and they'd actually covered the wells in and they had um, covered them over so there was no source of water or life. And I actually just feel like in that se this season, it's a real perfect picture of kind of where we find ourselves. That I think what you were saying, the enemy tries to isolate us, but I think he tries to steal our worship. That worship yeah. is actually where our fight is. And over and over in the Bible, we're told that be still and know that I am God. Um, be still and I will fight for you. Like God intends for our worship actually to do the hard work and to water our souls. And so I think as a sisterhood and as girls, if you've lost your worship, then the one thing you need to do is actually start digging some ancient wells. Like worship wow. is a well, it's a life source, and it will nourish and feed you. And so I think like the most important thing, like today when we start talking about the way that God has been alive in our community and what he's been doing, it reinvigorates you on the inside. It starts to carve out those wells. Yeah. And I think that there's some real practical things like our homes should be full of song and of worship. And so if you have lost your worship, let somebody else, let Brooke sing over you, let Taya sing over you, let Hannah sing over you, let Laura sing over you until you can resonate with those words and you can make them your own again. Um, I would say that um, worship benchmarks seasons in our life. And for all of us, you can think of songs that have actually um, 
benchmarked a season where God's been faithful to you or he's done something. I think of songs like The Potter's Hands that takes me right back to the Hub Auditorium and what God was doing in me in a season or um, Lord, I Give You My Heart was my wedding song. And there are songs where I have been on altars crying and where I have um, raised my children and all those songs remind me that God's with me and he is for me and he's continuing to go ahead of me. And so, like, I love that even Hillsong Worship's just put out a new album called Take Heart Again, Mm -hmm. and it's all the old songs done again because somehow old songs um, recall new truth. And so, like, for all of us, David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so if I could encourage you to do anything today, it is to start to redig wells of worship, redig wells of community, redig wells of gathering and expectation of being back together again because... Um, while the enemy wants to cover them in, God wants to bring fresh life and water and nourish yourselves. Yeah, beautiful. So I think it's beautiful. really practical and really simple to do, but it takes effort and you have to dig. You have to dig, hey, you have to turn yep. it on. You have to turn off the TV or the Netflix or maybe turn on the worship. You have to turn off and turn into this. You have to stir it again. And, yep. you know, worship isn't, you know, <coughs> only just, you know, you know the big auditorium and all the that's how often the world perceives it it's much deeper yeah. than that but that is definitely a part of it and i just love that you would say when you don't have the strength to maybe sing over your life let someone else sing over you and i know when i was in california and you know i have a little bike there and i go for my bike rides and i would often put my phone inside my little drink thing and i would catch up on the services that i missed because they were night time you know and yep. um it meant so much to me and I remember listening even to some of the old United songs from like 2009 across the earth or whatever it's called. And they were breathtaking, breathtaking. Yeah. So I love that one of the new offerings out of, you know, the house is this, you know, um, collective of old, the oldest songs, signature songs could um, take heart again. And uh, they're, they're beautiful and anointed. And they so, actually are. <laughs> I'm just grateful to everyone who contributes to that and makes that happen. And so next week we're going to have um, our um, pink focus in my house. I'm going to get <coughs> different people to come over to my house and um, we're going to take some time to just make it look a little bit different within this context. You can only do so much here. But, um, yeah, I'm great. we're grateful. Cass and I are here together. Um, everyone, we're just so grateful for all of you girls and for your lean-in. And I look up here at the top and, You've stayed a good, a good, you know, seven to eight hundred of you have actually stayed for this amount of time, and I appreciate that. And um, yeah, we just love you. I'm going to get Cass to pray for you, and pray that that well of worship, that well within, will stir in Jesus' name, that you'll get a fresh yeah. hunger and and that. So why don't you just pray, Cass? Beautiful. Spirit of God, we just invite you into every girl's home right now, wherever they find themselves today. God, I pray that you would stir in us a hunger for Jesus like we have not had. God, that you would cause us to want to dig wells deep in you, that you would fill it with your artisan spring water and out of us would flow rivers of living water. God, that we would nourish our homes, our families, our relationships and our friendships with your kindness and your goodness. Father, I pray that worship would resound from earth today toward heaven. Lord, while we're not meeting together and those auditoriums aren't resounding with your praise, I pray that, God, um, homes everywhere would resound with your song. God, that we would take responsibility for be the worshippers on the earth that you require and you demand in this season. And, Father, may we see you go before us. May you fight ahead of us. May there be vaccines. May governments have leniency towards the church and grace for the people to gather. We love you. We love your people. I pray you bless all you girls today in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen.
Amen. And so you know what? We continue to be praying for the weekend, um, for all of our locations around the country, etc. Yeah. Be praying for our vision. Um, be praying for Pastor Brian that again he can navigate the influence that he has when it comes to yeah. making a difference in this land. And so I am grateful for everyone. Cannot wait to kiss your faces. Cannot wait to see my daughter tomorrow. Cannot wait to see Lola. I haven't seen her. She's gonna. She's gone from being this delicate, like six month old, to this little chunkoid and um yeah so thanks for dropping in girls and now i'm going to have a coffee i'm going to order a coffee from downstairs you can do that <laughs> they will deliver it amen and you get a chocolate with it <clears throat> and i'm going to eat my last chocolate my last ever chocolate and then i'm going to pack my bags <laughs> i love that we'll see, you. we'll see you at youth or we'll see you on the weekends um weekend church in jesus name Cass, i love you thank you for sharing with me today Love you, Bob. See you soon. All right. Love you, Bye. guys. Take care. Have fun. Whatever you're doing this afternoon in Jesus' name. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.